Part three, chapter sixteen of Quo Vadis, a tale of the time of Nero. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Quo Vadis by Henrik Sienkiewicz, translated by Benyon and Malevsky. Part three, chapter sixteen. Lord, said Chilo, the sea is like oil, and the waves seem to sleep. Let us go to Achaea. There the glory of Apollo, there crowns and triumph await thee, there the people adore thee, and the gods will receive thee as one of their own, whereas here, O Lord— and he stopped, for his lower lip trembled so that his words changed into meaningless sounds when the games are over we shall go replied nero i know that already some style the christians inoffensive should i depart all would say this same thing what fearest thou thou coward he knitted his brows but looked with a questioning glance at chilo as if awaiting an explanation for he only feigned to be unmoved during that last exhibition he himself had been frightened by the words of crispus and when he had returned home he could not sleep from anger and shame and from fear also then vestinius who had listened in silence to the conversation looked cautiously about and said in a solemn voice hearken o lord to the words of that old man there is something strange about these christians their god grants them an easy death but he may have vengeance in store for their enemies nero retorted quickly i did not arrange the games tigellinus was the manager yes i was the manager said tigellinus who caught caesar's words yes i am the man and i defy all the christian gods vestinius my lord is a bladder full of superstition and this bold greek is likely to die of terror at the sight of a hen defending her chickens very well said nero but from this day give orders that the tongues shall be torn from the christians that thus their mouths may be silenced fire will silence them o divinity woe is me groaned chilo but caesar whose courage was restored by the arrogant confidence of tigellinus burst out laughing and exclaimed pointing a scornful finger at the old greek behold this offspring of achilles chilo indeed looked dreadfully disturbed what hair remained on his head had become white on his face was an expression of great fear and distress at times he appeared confused and as if only half conscious often he paid no heed to questions sometimes again he became so angry and insolent that the augustales preferred to let him alone such a moment came to him then do what you please but i will not go any more to the games he cried in desperation nero regarded him attentively for a while and turning to tigellinus said see to it that this stoic is near to me in the gardens i want to see how the torches will impress him chilo was frightened at the threat which trembled in caesar's voice lord he said i shall see nothing for i cannot see in the night but caesar with a meaning smile replied the night will be as bright as day then he turned towards the augustales to whom he talked about some races with which he intended to wind up the games petronius approached chilo and touching his arm said did i not tell thee that thou wouldst not hold out the other however answered i am athirst he stretched his trembling hand for a goblet of wine but could not raise it to his lips 
seeing this vestinius took the goblet from him and approaching him closely inquired with a curious and frightened face are the furies pursuing thee tell me the old man stared at him for a while with his mouth wide open as if he did not comprehend the question vestinius then repeated are the furies pursuing thee no replied chilo but the night is before me how is that the night the gods have mercy on thee what dost thou mean a night terrible and dark in which something moves and comes towards me something i know not what and am very much afraid i have always believed in witches dost thou dream no because i cannot sleep i did not think that they would be punished thus art thou sorry for them why do you shed so much blood didst thou not hear what that man said from the cross woe to us i heard answered vestinius but they are incendiaries that is a lie and they are foes of mankind that is a lie and the poisoners of water that is a lie and the murderers of children that is a lie how inquired vestinius with amazement hast thou not said so thyself and didst thou not deliver them into the hands of tigellinus therefore night has encompassed me and death is approaching me sometimes i think that i am dead already and you also no it is they who die and we are alive but tell me what do they see as they expire christ their god is he a powerful god but chilo answered with a question what kind of torches are to be lighted in the gardens didst thou hear what caesar said i heard and i know they are called sarmentitii and semaxii they are made by clothing men in the tunics of torture steeped in pitch after that the victims are bound to pillars and set on fire may their god not visit some dreadful calamity upon the city semaxii that is a horrible punishment i prefer it because there will be no bloodshed replied chilo hold the goblet to my lips i am thirsty but i spill the wine my hand trembles so from age meantime others were talking about the christians old domitius afer ridiculed them there are such numbers of them he said that they might raise a civil war and remember it was feared that they would defend themselves but they die like sheep let them try any other way said tigellinus upon this petronius exclaimed you are mistaken they are arming themselves with what with patience that is a new weapon yes but can you say that they die like common criminals no they die as if those were criminals who put them to death that is we and the whole roman people what nonsense exclaimed tigellinus what an abderite replied petronius and others struck with the appropriateness of his remark looked at each other and repeated to be sure there is something strange and peculiar in their manner of dying i tell you that they behold their deity cried vestinius thereupon several augustales turned to chilo ho old man thou knowest them well tell us what they see the greek spat wine upon his tunic and answered the resurrection and he trembled so that the guests who sat nearest to him burst into loud laughter. End of part three, chapter sixteen.